So we you know, continue to press forward in the way that we're gathering data, helping to visualize and report back on data, um, and think there's lots of fun things that we can do uh, within the healthcare industry with you all. and welcome again to Compass One Connections. I am your host, Tommy Kane. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in when we send these out. And today, folks, we've got a pretty cool podcast in line for you. We're going to be talking to Amanda Thompson, the CEO of E15. And you're probably like me. I've heard E15 spoken a lot from Bobby Cute or other people in the business and our marketing folks. But what exactly is E15 and what do they do for us with Morrison and our Compass One Healthcare? Well, we're about to find out. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Tommy. It's great to be with you. Of course. Okay. So E15, what is E15 and what do you guys do for us? Just give, paint, paint the picture for us. Absolutely, Tommy. So we're an in-house analytics firm that really specializes in driving decisions with data. So we started as a part of the Levy Restaurants Group back in 2014, where we were taking that same data-driven methodology that teams were using to enhance their performance and starting to bring that into the venue experience. And since sort of that evolution, when we started um, over seven years ago now, We've continued to bring that data-driven lens to decision-making across Compass Group, including the healthcare business um, with Morrison and Compass One, where we do a lot of different things, whether it's business insights and analytics, where we're looking at performance data, operational data, looking for patterns and making sort of signal from the noise, if you will, or visualizing data through data-driven dashboards so that we can start to see different patterns or how we might benchmark against um, other parts of our business to consumer insights and understanding what patients care about, what nurses and doctors need from us on a hospitality standpoint, day in, day out, and really being that thought partner and and helping to drive strategy, leveraging a lot of different data, whether it's in-house data, syndicated data, third-party data, to make better decisions. Wow, that was a lot. But you see, you guys are really, I mean, it's fascinating when you stop and think about it. I mean, the whole world of analytics, right, is, is... I mean, am I right in saying like within the last decade, it's kind of really blown up and everybody's really crunching numbers. And especially like in the sports world, you hear it a lot with the sports teams breaking down, like, you know, in baseball, which way a batter is going to hit a ball, all that kind of stuff. It's all analytics and numbers driven, but it's just fascinating to me that it's coming such a prominent thing in the workplace and what you guys do for us, but it makes a lot of sense because our customers are coming in. What are they ordering? What are, what's their tendencies? What makes the most sense? Tell me a little bit about the value just that you guys really bring, especially to Morrison when it comes to like our retail and our patients and how that has really shaped and how we do business over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's been really interesting. I mean, the journey that analytics as a topic has gone on over the past probably 20 plus years at this point is sort of starting from very quantitative heavy fields where you would see really analytics come through in more scientific settings or within really rigorous um, you know, examples within the financial industry, quant farms, when you're doing proprietary trading, that sort of mentality, and then seeing it come into other industries. Moneyball is the easiest way to think of this when you saw analytics really move into a space where you know statistics and tracking of data within sports has been something fans love to do for a really long time and announcers did, but it had never really been harnessed to think, 
what can this tell us? Are certain players better in certain positions? Or what is, you know, how is the best way that we can really focus our market cap and make sure that we're spending our dollars as effectively as possible to maximize for performance? And so that's really the same mentality that we take even as it applies to food and hospitality. And so some of the things that we do, I think that are easiest to think through would be within a retail environment is what should you have on your menu? So we can look at that from what's actually selling in your menu so that we can understand consumer behavior in real time, what are consumers purchasing when they're on site in venue with you in a hospital. But then also looking outside of that, where for one, we can look at the rest of the Compass portfolio where we might have a corporate dining location just down the street or a college campus, uh, two miles down the road where we can see where different generations might be dining. How are their purchasing habits and behaviors different, as well as looking at syndicated partner data from you know, groups like Nielsen, GFK, MRI, Kantar, Data Central, and others where we're constantly looking at you know, what's going on menus, how are flavors and cuisine trends changing over every month, every quarter, every year starting to understand how even demographics within an area are shifting so that we can start to anticipate here's where you know parts of our menu might need to evolve, whether it's physically changing certain items within a category or offering brand new categories on their own. Um, that's really, I think, where our data and sort of viewpoint on data shines is taking something where first level is what are the insights we can quickly give you on this? It's looking at KPIs or key performance indicators, metrics of different ways of what's your average check or how many transactions do you do during a peak period at lunch, but then starting to press that further into what is driving that so that we can understand how do we want to then pull different levers to increase things like performance or um, participation, increasing revenue, decreasing costs and the like. Wow, it's just, I mean, it really is fascinating to me, Amanda, because I've always been kind of a numbers person and um, I was a sports guy all my, all my life. So the numbers kind of have come naturally as far as just always breaking them down. But I think it's just fascinating. And I have to ask you so when you go into like, and you study a certain um, account or so, let's say for, for Morrison, once you kind of break it down and study it all and get it kind of narrowed in, is that the end of it? Or do you guys constantly kind of keep monitoring it and keep shaping it and trying to tweak it as we go along? I mean, where does it, is it an ongoing process that never stops? Yeah. I mean, I think ideally it is. Sometimes there are very compartmentalized tasks or um, you know client situations where we might be saying we need to make a large capex decision here, or we have a triage situation. We really need to figure out what's going on, and we need to come in help to set strategy or, or give insight to set strategy, and then we can kind of pop back out for a while. But I mean, I think the the saying from Drucker holds constant, which is you cannot manage what you are not measuring, and I think that's really where analytics at its baseline starts is helping to keep a pulse on the business because we know our operators are incredibly talented. They're very experienced, but there's oftentimes so many variables at play that a computer and an algorithm can see that a human just simply can't process. And that's where I think analytics is really headed for us internally in Compass at large and specifically for Morrison and Grothel is starting to figure out what are some of those leading indicators, those little signals that start to track into bigger changes in the business so we can anticipate when those are coming, whether they're good or bad, um, and then use those as opportunities to either write strategy or find best practices and move them to other parts of the portfolio. Okay. So let me ask you then in the past year and a half, T, 
two years, obviously a big, huge, to keep the sports analogy going, a huge curveball, right? Yeah. With COVID. I mean, it just, nobody saw it coming. It's changed the landscape of the whole world, but especially what, you know, we do and, and what you guys are now doing, because I'm sure all the numbers have been skewed all over the, all over the map. And so how do you harness that and where do we go from there? Yeah, I think trying to find our next normal is the million dollar, billion dollar, trillion dollar question right now. And I think what we're really doing is trying to get data in a best of a pattern as we possibly can. So there's been a lot of work happening between E15, Compass Technology, CDL, the sectors themselves, um, bringing all of our data together into one cohesive environment so that we can start to see some of these things rather than be more compartmentalized in our thought process. But it's really going to be a very nimble, rapid sort of response situation as businesses really start to reopen. I mean, we've seen certain industries like healthcare, right, is up over 100% what it was pre-COVID, but many of our other industries are still severely impacted and not open to the way that they were before COVID, corporate dining being the main one. And so we're looking at some of those leading indicators out of businesses that are trying to return folks to the office. We're also doing a lot of primary research ourselves, so fielding surveys, amongst the general population. So looking at, we did a large survey back over the summer, um, right before Delta really started rolling out um, of how you know employees, whether they were white collar in manufacturing facilities and the like, how they approached returning to work. And when they did, what they cared about the most, what they wanted to eat when they were there, what kind of technology they wanted to use, what health and safety measures they needed to see to wanna continue to go into those spaces. And so taking that data has helped us to start to get ahead of the curve, but it's going to be very interesting to see how humans behave because we don't really have anything within any recent memory or for sure a large data set that helps us anticipate how consumers will have changed during this time. It's one thing to ask them. It's a totally different thing to see how they truly um, act differently when they're in venue with us, whether that's in a sports arena, at a college campus, in the work environment, or in a hospital. Yeah, and it's going to take some time, like you said, maybe a year, a couple of years before we really figure out what everybody needs and wants after this after this past year and a half. Um, but it's great that we have people like you to help us do it because, I mean, that's really, I mean, it's it's going to help take that curve and make it a lot faster. I mean, everything's going to get back to normal the faster we can kind of figure out what people want to make them feel comfortable, to make them what they want to eat and what their situations are, the faster we can kind of tailor everything towards that and the more that you and I and everybody else, it's, they will feel more normal, correct? 100% agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I think the thing we're trying to do right now is figure out, knowing that we've got a lot of impacts to our business right now, you've got major labor challenges, which oh. everyone's facing regardless of industry, really. We've got massive supply chain issues. You've got cost inflation. There's a lot of headwinds that are headed at, you know, not just Compass, but many different industries. And so one of the things analytics can do is to start to head some of those off, which is, Let's make sure we've tightened up our menus. Let's make sure that they're operationally feasible. Let's make sure that we're cross-utilizing ingredients when we get a hold of them. We're being really smart about what we are putting on the menu relative to what we can source in the market. And that's where analytics can really shine, whether it's you know, through E15, through food buy, through many of the other sector work that's happening. Um, I'm excited to see more and more people using data to make decisions, especially now, because that's really the only way that we can um, start to get, I think, strategy wrapped around this very uncertainty time. Yeah. So let's switch gears again and go back one more step to the the relationship with Morrison. I just know how much work you guys do with Morrison Compass One Healthcare. 
what's the future like for Morrison and Compass One Healthcare and with NE15? I mean, I know you've said it's obviously an ongoing process and you've got to continue to evaluate and continue to do the analytics, but what do you see as the future and what do you see like the next steps for analytics and what you guys do with E15 that relates directly to us? Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, the healthcare industry is one that has been very, um, I think, you know, cutting edge when it comes to leveraging data, when they look at patient outcomes and at financial operations of the hospital systems themselves and things like sourcing products, GPOs. Um, I don't know that we've you know, had the ability before to really take that same approach to our business, just the way that we've um, you know, had sort of non-consolidated data across different um, sectors and partners. And I think that's one of the ways that you know, we've really been exploring with Morrison and Crothel is how we can help take some of the learnings we've had in helping other sectors build a real data asset and then have that enabled and ready for analytics because those are two different things you know conglomerating a bunch of data and throwing it in a glacier bucket so that you can go back to it 10 years later if you want to is really different than transforming it and preparing it for analytics for predictive modeling for visualization and so that's where we were really looking to partner and i think many of the strategic partners that the you know compass one has built have been very important as well whether it's with SG2 or Prescani or um, Vizient, like having those partnerships and, and the ability to see what else is happening within the broader you know, healthcare industry, I think helps us also think differently about how we can apply different analytics to this business and see tons of opportunity um, beyond some of the ways we inter, you know, integrate and support right now, which many of you probably are familiar with the Acuity platform. That was something that came into E15 about a year ago now. So you likely interact with that in some capacity. Um, so we you know, continue to press forward in the way that we're gathering data, helping to visualize and report back on data um, and think there's lots of fun things that we can do uh, within the healthcare industry with you all. Yeah, it just, it's like I said to me, it's just fascinating to me and it's so exciting because if you feel like you just got the ace in the hole, so to speak, when you got somebody <laughs> like E15 there, just helping you know, and that like there's really, you really don't see, you won't see any big surprises coming up because you guys are going to be so ahead with breaking down the numbers and doing the data. And to me, it's just cool. It's just very fascinating. And thank you very much for everything you guys do for us for sure. But before well, I let you go, um, I have to put you on the Compass One Connections hot seat. Do you know much <laughs> about this at all? No, but uh, I'll try to I'll try to be prepared as, as prepared so as I can. So it's sixty seconds, and we're just going to ask you some fun questions to get to know Amanda Thompson a little better. And we obviously know your uh, your role as the CEO of E15, and you're extremely intelligent and really good at your job. And now we want to get to know you as a person a little bit, and um, going to ask you some fun questions. So I'm going to put a minute on the clock. All right. And uh, rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Uh, I'll do my best. You'll see the the nerd outside of me come out now. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. All right, we're starting. So, favorite fruit to eat? Oh man, um, a real eyeball one persimmons. But I also have gotten into like fancy, like very local bananas. So tropical as a theme, I would say. Lake or pool? If you had to go swimming, what would you prefer? Oh, pool. There's creepy stuff maybe deep in that lake. <laughs> Favorite Halloween costume you ever wore in your life, maybe recent or as a kid? Do you have one that just stands out, a Halloween costume? Okay. I would have said I had I was a bat like three years in a row as a kid. I thought bats were fascinating. Um, but about four years ago in E15, we did a Halloween costume and we all made wacky, waveable, inflatable arm guy costumes with big googly eyes. That's probably my favorite. <laughs> I love it. Favorite character on the show Friends. Do you have a favorite character? 
okay, I went to college to be a paleontologist. So from a career perspective, I would say Ross from a, like, I would say just psychological perspective, probably Chandler. Awesome. Last question. Um, what's your favorite thing to do with your free time? Oh man, there's a lot because I am nerdy. Um, I collect plants. I have a lot of different plants. So I even have an app to tell me when to take care of my plants. So that's a big piece of it. I otherwise love, I spend a lot of time with my uh, partner and our cats and we play different games. I play PlayStation because I am truly a nerd. So uh, there's a lot of different things. <laughs> I love the honesty. It's fantastic. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for shedding some light on the wonderful world of E15 and what you guys bring to the table for us. I know it's a fantastic marriage between Compass One Healthcare and Morrison and what you guys do. And it's done nothing but wonderful things for us from a business standpoint. So thank you very much for your time today. And thank you for what you guys do. It's such a pleasure to be with you today, Tommy. And just thanks to all of the Morrison and Crawford team. I think we are better with our partnership with you and love getting to work with you and really change the face of this industry. So look forward for lots more collaboration to come. Likewise. Thanks again, Amanda. Thank you. As always, thanks for joining us on Compass One Connections. I'm Tommy Kane, and be sure to rate us on the app you're using to listen. We'll see you next time.